A person may forget what you said. They may even forget what you did. But a person will never forget how you made them feel. Ellie speaks to me about what motivates her and how kindness is so important in her life. She also encourages people to recognize every interaction can lead to something wonderful. Here is part two of my conversation with Ellie Walton. What, what advice would you give a girl, a young girl, even any, actually just a young person, if they're looking to, to um, go down a, a path of becoming a director, you know? I think, you know, I think what makes a good story and a good film is like really, you know, following something that you care deeply about, you know, like, like check in before you start something, like really check in with yourself, like what matters to you? Um, what do you see that, that is making you like excited or mad or, you know, what is happening in this world? Who do you know that inspires you deeply? Um, what is something about yourself that you feel like is important to say, like, start with you, you know, because ultimately, you know, films are, are co-creations in terms of like, it's like your director's voice, like in concert with the voices of the people you're honoring. Um, but you got to know what you're, what you got to like be check in with yourself and trust that voice and what you care about. And, and that, and that will breathe through the film. And then ultimately like, like your work speaks for yourself. So obviously like, you know, getting jobs and building your CV, all of that, you know, helps, <laughs> but really like, like create something that matters to you. Like tell a story that you care about and find, find someone that you could follow, like follow them in their life. Someone that's going through something that you can show that arc unfolding because yeah. that's beautiful. And if you throw yourself into that and create something without like trying to fit that into anything, but just like what you're experimenting with, then then that will shine through. And ultimately that will help you um, get funding, get jobs, get work. Also just creatively, like yeah. in your discovery of what you're trying to do. It's interesting, isn't it? Because with the... Um... With the, with the way technology is going, right? Everybody's a documenter at the moment, right? So you look at certain people who are successful in business and their lives are being documented. Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, comes to mind with, with me. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he's a businessman in New York, but he basically has a social empire, social media empire and uh, creative agencies and all these different things. But his whole thing is built on people following him uh, showcasing his life, showcasing his work ethic, showcasing him actually buying, like saying things and actually doing it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's become very, very um, powerful type of viewing. So I think to your point, the fact that if you follow something that matters, it'll be relatively easy enough for you to kind of continue that journey. Whereas if you pretend or if you try to do things that you think others will think or like and stuff, then you're going to get lost or you're going to, it's, you, you, you'll get bumped off down the road. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I just, it's, it's more important. I think now with technology to do things that matter to you 
as opposed to doing things that people might like. So true. So true. And it's like, you know, we're all so tempted to get those likes because it's like been programmed into all the apps, you know, (laughs) but yeah, like hold true to you and do you and Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think that sometimes can be hard for young people, especially hard for girls sometimes when feeling like your voice doesn't matter. Um, but just like, no, it does. And what you have to say means something. And I think also, you know, when you get older and you have kids, it's a lot harder to just like drop whatever, whatever you have and just follow someone's life unfolding. So I always say that too, like when you're young, like go, like if you, if you're connected to something that's happening in somebody's life, like go follow it, you know, just be with them, be present, capture it, keep it rolling. You know, when you don't have like the, the time constraints that sometimes come in when you get older like just do it do it capture it like experiment you know I can imagine what you were like prior to (laughs) before kids (laughs) I'm I'm out of here I'll see you in 10 weeks good luck (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to like and like give a boom pole to my kiddo (laughs) it's happening it's happening (laughs) um so I've I've another question so you what what I'd love people to do is I said, check out your website, but equally so, this, the stories that you have on, on on the website are fascinating. You've shared stories uh, such as Young Playwrights, which for me is one of my favorites. Empty Hands as well, which is an incredible story of how you brought um, a, a, a musician, how a musician went on a pilgrimage and brought music to people and, sh- and shared their shared, shared uh, emotions through music, which is phenomenal. Voices from within, Groundwater. So there what you said there is about getting into the heart of it and co-collaborating you can see the authenticity come through because everybody who speaks to the camera is very very natural and very very kind of comfortable with the with the way things are um is there a common theme throughout the work that you do definitely and i think you actually nailed it earlier when you said you were talking about you know us as sheep and like who are the people who sort of like ah here Um, and I think you know for me that is something um, I've also been drawn to really capturing and honoring like who are the everyday revolutionaries like the misfits like the folks who feel like they don't fit in and then you know are actually the ones sitting there observing and recognize like oh let's go this way like that is the way where everyone we're gonna have more equity and justice you know so I think it's definitely following people who take that jump, that risk, who find like the courage in themselves to really imagine a world that's more just for folks. Tell me about the story that you're working on at the moment in Washington. Yeah, thanks I'd for love, that. I'd love to get a little bit of an exclusive, you know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sneak peek, totally. And actually it goes, you know, it's full circle to how I began the began this because it's about my neighborhood it's about Mount Pleasant it's called La Mount Pleasant which is Mount Pleasant in Spanish um, and it's about the uprising that happened 30 years ago 
um, which was sparked by a shooting of Daniel Gomez by a police officer. And um, there's three days of uprising, some folks call it riots, but people just demanding to be seen and heard. Um, and it's the Latino community in DC. So I am honoring that history through this film, but also the film really focuses on um, you know, artists and, uh, you know, there's a poet, there's a couple poets and street performers, musicians, and it's looking at, you know, their role in capturing memory, um, because I think artists have this ability to remind us what we still have to fight for, because, you know, same as why I make films, art just like at its best is sort of like open heart surgery. It like gets at you and allows you to feel. And I think too often we're like stuck up here and we're in our, you know, we're in our boxes on our phone. And like to pause and take in a piece of art, to listen to music, a poem, a film, and really connect with a, a piece of history, with a story, um, is what we really need right now because we just have to, that's what that's what keeps us connected. And Mount Pleasant for say our listeners in in, in Ireland, how would you describe the area? Yeah, so Mount Pleasant, it's like, is it even a mile radius? It's a tiny, it's called a village in a city. Like it's in DC, a couple miles from the capital, from the White House. Um, and, you know, it is very, it's always been a really diverse community, which is unique in DC. So you, it was predominantly black, but DC as a whole was called Chocolate City, the predominantly black city. Um, but in the 70s, 80s, um, Mount Pleasant uh, became one of the city's first barrios, like predominantly Latino folks who had immigrated from El Salvador, Central America and joining this community, which had folks who also Latinos from the Caribbean. Um, so it's an, a lot of ways an immigrant neighborhood. And then there were a lot of group houses and artists, which is where I came in, <laughs> my mom. Uh, and in the eighties, and you know, in some ways it's held on uh, to some of that identity, but in like a lot of, a lot of places, I'm sure Ireland too, um, a lot of folks have been have been pushed out because of gentrification and the housing prices going up. And yeah. um, but you know it's re it's retained. I mean, I think for folks who grew up there, for folks who like this was home for them, like they still claim it as home. And so there's still, you know, even during the um, during the pandemic, um, there have been street festivals and moments of like you know where you can really feel community on the street. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds uh, it sounds fascinating. I'd love to check it out uh, next time in the states, whenever we can. Anyway. Yeah, I'll take you out. Yeah, hundred percent. Because uh, like that's that's something that I love to do is to go and see different cultures, different communities, and stuff. And um, like, what's it like over there now? Having like obviously you're 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 tracing the past and you're tracing kind of thirty years ago and stuff. But has there been any change? Has it improved in any way? And equally, now that you've got a new president and stuff has like things aren't going to happen overnight. But do you think that there's change in a positive light? Mm. Wow. So, you know, the film really tracks like the the organizing that was sparked 30 years ago to really 
give recognition to the, the needs and strengths of this Latino community that was not being seen by the government, you know? And in some ways there are gains. So there was some changes, like there were Latino organizations that emerged and leaders to like support this community. But I think the film also acknowledges that there is still systemic racism, police brutality, over-policing of black and brown folks. And that has just continued. And I think the film actually captures the moment um, and during the George Floyd protests on the streets of DC, I went down um, when um, our former president um, decided to clear the streets before a photo op with the mm. Bible, you know? And, and, and so I think that the results were, were unsettling, right? Because tear gas, curfew, pe peaceful, peaceful protesters demanding um, rights and reform, police reform, and uh, you know, um, and yet the whole street was cleared. Um, and I was there with my mom that day, and so that's also part of the film. Um, but to your question about the that president, I'm not even going to name him. I'm getting out of who yeah. needs to. We don't, don't like negativity him. on this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but actually, the day that the votes finally came in was the day that I was filming with this group of artists who were performing in their name in Mount Pleasant, you know, doing, you know, music and poetry and theater. And, and then I'll never forget, like, it was like this moment of release, you know, the whole neighborhood started coming out with like pots and pans. Like Brilliant. we felt like we had been liberated Yeah. Um, because it's crazy. You know, no one in our town voted for him. Maybe a handful, we're not gonna talk about that, but like nobody, you know, we, <laughs> like it's so we were just living under this rule, under this like disgrace to humanity, you know? And, um, and so that day it was like people poured into the streets. I mean, it was like that feeling kind of similar to actually when Obama was elected yeah. um, of just like, you know, we weren't, maybe we weren't high-fiving, but we were like, you know, we were just, <laughs> but it was a release. And I yeah. think it was just awesome to experience that and experience that, you know, as part of this filming process of these, of these artists who were, who had lived a different kind of release 30 years before. I can't wait to see it. I genuinely can't wait to see it and I'll do whatever I can on this side of the pond to, uh, to promote promote it and to share it and do all that stuff but uh listen let's let's just talk a little bit about you a little bit more about you personally right so my my podcast has been born out of the fact that i like to learn from others and understand what kind of inspires them what motivates them and essentially what makes them tick right and that's that's the premise of this. And I believe that we can learn from so many different conversations with people and like broadening our horizons. Like, for, for example, I've no doubt if you ever came to Ireland that you would be welcomed. It's Cade Mila Falsha, 100,000 welcomes, whatever it is, to 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 the country. I'd love to show you around and, and just kind of give you a sense of the place. Right. And introduce you to friends and families and all that stuff. Right. But. That's just the kind of the, the way we are, I think, here a little bit in Ireland, right? But essentially, to find out what motivates people and what gets them going, Ellie Walton, what is it that makes you tick? Mm. So... I'm gonna start more uh, symbolic and get, and get, to the, get to the core, but you know what? 
has always made me sick ever since I was little is dancing. I love to get up and move with people. Like there's like, you know, put on Michael, put on some prints. You cannot hold me down, you know, like I, and my kids are the same now, you know, like there's, it's just music makes like, makes me come alive. Dancing makes me come alive. But I think it connects to, to what makes me tick on, a, on, a, on another level. Because when I think about dancing, like dancing is about, like you can't dance if you're not listening to the music, right? You can't dance if you're not feeling the rhythm, right? And, and so much of what gets me out of bed now is like that, that, that listening to folks, you know, as I'm filming, there's a choreography that happens because I'm attuned to like the feeling of a community, of a family, of a person, you know, and it's like feeling that connection um, is what makes me tick. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, when I am watching someone's eyes as they see themselves on screen, like that's magic. Um, because maybe they hadn't fully seen themselves before, you know? And, and I think, you know, maybe there's someone who didn't think they could connect to anything on that screen because it wasn't their story and yet they're looking at it and seeing themselves. Oof, that's what gets me up in the morning. Cause it's that, it's that again, going back to the, the rhythm and connected, it's like recognizing the connection, like how we're part of this whole. Um, and for me, I think, yeah, it's about seeing and listening to one another. Amazing. I am. I, I remember, I think that's just beautiful. I think, uh, <laughs> excuse me, I remember watching, um, I don't know what it was, but they had this, they had these two people in a room, right? And they were asked to just sit beside one another and they were chatting away. And then one person was brought into another room. And in the second room was a forensic artist. And the forensic artist would then talk to the person and say, could you please describe the person you spoke to? Uh, could you tell me what they looked like, what their eyes were like, blah, blah, blah. And, and that, then that person would kind of use through her, her memory and, and their, their kind of thoughts how that person was depicted, right? Mm. And then what would happen is they'd bring the second person in and a separate, the, the other person's gone, the second person would come in, and then the forensic artist would ask that person to describe themselves, right? Mm. And the comparison is incredible, because mm. the people who see you see an element that is maybe bright, is beautiful, is that smile, or whatever it is, right? But you see yourself sometimes in a different light. You might think that you have... Your eyes are different to what they are. Your face is different to what it is, right? But you kind of self-talk might be a little bit kind of negative. Mm -hmm. And then you put the comparisons up and every single person who, who described the other, they were far more beautiful, brighter, friendlier, warmer than the person that was described by themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think to your point is that when you see how others see you and equally so how you're perceived to others, like from a third party, it's stunning, the reaction, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, going back to Brave Girls, there was a young woman who was part of the workshops and she rarely spoke up. I didn't, I wasn't sure, you know, you never know how much people are taking in and she was really quiet. Um, they made these films before, before the feature film, they created these short films, which you can also watch on the website. Um, one's called I Am My Flight. And it's, um, we screen them at, at, at a festival in Ahmedabad, which is like the closest city. And they all came with their family members, their grandparents. <laughs> and this, this young girl, um, young woman, she, they all went on stage and there was, I think it was the first question from the audience. Like, you know, it was like, what did you learn? And her hand, she was like, she walked over to the microphone and grabbed it. And this is, she hadn't spoken up very much. And just like, you know, and I'll never forget what she said. You know, she said, you know, at home, like I'm told to be quiet. You know, I'm told that my voice doesn't matter, but you know, but being here tonight and seeing myself on screen made me realize that I matter. And I, you know, that just crystallized everything for me. It's like, this yeah. is why I do this work. Like I could, you know, that's the Oscar right there, isn't it? Yeah, stunning. Um, so I one more piece for you then. The final piece is you have a sheet of paper, right? And you've one message to share with the world. What would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> you You're <know>. welcome. <laughs> um. It's tricky, right? Because, you know, my mind first goes to Gandhi, you know, who he is from Gujarat, where I found and he always said my life is my message, um, which I love because it's like, you know, really just got to walk the walk. And but that's sidestepping your question, I know. <laughs> so I, I can see you trying to think of the answer while you're talking to me about Gandhi. <laughs> well, I, you know, you sent me questions and I was like, I don't want to prepare too much. <laughs> I love that you didn't, by the way. This is brilliant. <laughs> so let me ask you again. You okay. have one, one message. You have a piece of paper that you need to write one message down to share with the world. What would it be? So first I would write down the amazing words of Maya Angelou. Um, she said something that has just stuck with me, um, which is, you know, people, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm, I know. And I, I love that because it really, it really brings it home um, to how we walk in this world um, with kindness, you know, and, and sometimes it's the smallest things, you know, but um, yeah, giving, giving that space to ourselves um, to be kind to who we are, to ourselves, <laughs> you know, um, let go of the self spin we get into and be present and, and, and recognize that, you know, in every interaction with each person that we have can lead to something, you know, there's beauty in these small moments and opening our heart and being kind and listening to folks. Um, you never know the magic that can emerge from that. That is beautiful. Stunning. Stunning. Um, Ellie Walton, I must say, 
this conversation for me has been heartwarming and it has been uplifting and it has kind of put a massive smile on my face. It's such a pleasure to have you as a guest and just to hear your story and share your your honesty and like what makes you tick essentially i just loved it um thank you so much for being my guest and i hope this isn't the end and this is the start of a lovely beautiful friendship you know because i think it's important to have i suppose people to 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 have a sounding boards that you respect and um you're definitely one of those people that i respect i think it's fantastic what you're doing can't wait to see the next uh, um piece of work and if anybody wants to to check you out to head to elliewalton.com and also for brave girls um to head to brave girls films it's on instagram and on social media and all that stuff i'll put it all in the show notes but ellie walton thank you so much for being on what makes you tick thank you so much it's rare that the tables get turned and and i i'm the receiver of questions so i really appreciate you appreciate the work you're doing um you know i I agree. I, you know, come to DC. I'll take you out for, you know, drinks and pupusas in my neighborhood and would love to connect in for real in Ireland as well. So thank you. I'm going to hold you to that now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Ellie. Thank you. Thank you for listening to part two of my conversation with Ellie Walton. There's so much we can learn from others, from their experiences and their outlook on life. Ellie is one person in a world who is living life the best way she knows how. It is clear that she has faced adversity, yet her optimism and creativity help her live a full and fulfilling life. There's so much we can learn from. Stay up to date on all future episodes by hitting the subscribe option, or if you want to find out more, visit whatmakesyoutick.net.